the impression of a rat. I heard it was a squirrel. Or some other rodent splayed on a Roscoe Village sidewalk. <laughs> I do think it's a squirrel, for sure. Has left a lasting impression. We're on a date. I've been wanting to see the rat home for a while. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Pitching-wise, you can't keep asking guys to go out there and throw shutouts and, you know, one or two run games all the time. Hello? <laughs> yes, you're on. Good to have you aboard. Swing and a miss. <laughs> There's our lucky caller for today. <laughs> Stay on the line. Kent will be right with you, and keep checking your mailbox. <laughs> a nice prize in there for you. You called at the right time. <laughs> it just keeps going. Bob Euchre, 90 years old today. Happy birthday to Euchre. We'll celebrate him through the morning on Wisconsin's Morning News. Did some angels this morning out in the snow to celebrate? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, absolute treasure. So we had a bunch of stories in the news this week about what they're calling these harm reduction vending machines. They're being introduced in Milwaukee mm-hmm, County. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have someone that's connected to drug abuse, drug addiction, if that doesn't speak speak to your personal life, it's hard to even understand what any of this is about. They take these things, they look like a regular vending machine, like the kind that has like chips and snicker bars. Yep, you know, yep. you go in the, at the office and hit the things. Only these contain things like gun locks, Fentanyl test strips, Narcan, which can reverse the effects of a drug overdose. It doesn't help reduce drug use. In fact, some argue it enables it, which is why it's a bit of a sensitive issue. It's like, should we be doing this? Kind of like offering free, clean needles. Exactly, right. You're preventing the transfer of disease, but are you only encouraging people to continue using drugs? So you hear about people, young people in particular, addicted to drugs, and folks often wonder... Didn't you have anyone in your life? Or if it's a young person, where were your parents? Didn't they notice? What's wrong with the parents? And I think it's a fair question. WTMJ's Libby Collins talked about that with a man who lost his son to opioids. A lot of people would say, wait a minute, you lived with him. He was under your roof. There was no difference in his behavior. When you don't know what to look for, and then after his death, you what if yourself to death, then you start to realize after you learn more about opioid addiction... He was thin. Hey, he didn't eat all the time. You know, motivational things. But hey, he went to college. He graduated. See, he did his grades suffer at all? No. The thing is, is when you learn a lot about opioid addiction, which I have, you can be a functional opioid addict for a long time. And there's people out there with addiction for five years, ten years. It's not like being an alcoholic. That's George Moore. He's talking with WTMJ's Libby Collins about how his son lost his life to opioids and the risk of young people buying these pills in particular off the street. That conversation is Sunday morning, 11 a.m. on WTMJ Conversations. 714, Brandon's got sports next. Sports is brought to you by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 31 and 13 Milwaukee Bucks back in action tonight against the same team they beat on Wednesday night, the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's been an up and down season for the Bucks, to say the least. Bucks guard Damian Lillard asked after Wednesday night's win if he thinks this team, given those ups and downs, has even touched their potential yet. I don't. Uh, I think that's. Uh... 
one of the, the positives of where we are, considering that it's been kind of rocky and up and down to get here, you know, being almost 20 games over 500 um, and still knowing that we haven't been the best version of ourselves. Uh, I think we should be encouraged by it, but we should also um, understand that it's a process to get there and we got to keep uh, fighting that fight and doing the things necessary to, to make sure that we continue to improve. The Bucks, according to ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, after firing Adrian Griffin this week after 43 games, have reportedly signed head coach Doc Rivers through the 2026-2027 season. That contract expected to be a total of $40 million. They started talking yesterday afternoon through late last night and then nailed down a deal uh, this morning. Uh, You know, Doc, this is a multi-year deal. This is an organization that really didn't have a plan B if they didn't get Doc Rivers and didn't convince him to join them. Bucks Cavs again tonight from Pfizer Forum in downtown Milwaukee. Tip off set for 7 p.m. Bucks shoot around will get you ready, of course, right here on WTMJ beginning at 6. Over to College Hoops, where the UWM Panthers snap their two game losing streak as they knock off Detroit Mercy in Milwaukee. This one by a final of 87 to 71. Here's a steal by Pullion. KP back, and he will go up and he'll put it down. Scott Warris on the call over there on 1017 The Truth. Yeah, Scott's a good guy. <laughs> there you go. With the win, get back to 500. Currently sitting at 10 and 10 on their season. And quickly here, Vince, the. 13th ranked Badgers returning to Madison tonight. They'll take on the Michigan State Spartans. That tip off set for 7 p.m. At least basketball, no football going on, but we got some good basketball going on in the, uh, the state. How's Izzo's Wisconsin. crew this year? They good? I'm sorry, who? State, Michigan State. Okay. Yeah. Not as good as they used to be. Badgers hey. better. I hope they are. 719 on Wisconsin's morning news. A lot of problems down there with jellyfish, stings. Story said like 1,600 people who were stung by jellyfish, some in their rooms. That makes it really tough. <laughs> Do you have like 307 more? I listen to all of them in a row. Yes. In fact, I think we're going we're to do something unprecedented in the 8 o'clock hour to, to end the show in the 8 o'clock hour. Unprecedented move. We're just going to let an inning go. One of the best innings in Brewers baseball, like a good Uke story Actually, that he I, runs I, through. I should I should clarify: best innings of Euchre, not of actual Brewers baseball. If that makes sense. Well, and we as Brewers fans have had some tough years. So <laughs> yes, yeah. when the only reason you're we, listening to Uke is for the stories, we will highlight one of those. Bob Uke turns ninety years old today, which is why we're talking about Uke. Happy birthday to him! Chicago's biggest attraction is what? A great. Let me clarify here first. Great city. But for the sports fans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the people, it'd be a great place to visit. No, Except I mean, the fibs and the fish yeah, tabs. Right. Great, great town. Love going down to visit Chicago. Big time city, full of attractions that mm-hmm. people enjoy. Navy if Pier, I, yada, yada. Okay, the Navy Pier. What else? pretty awesome. Yeah. Museum Willis of Tower, Science and Industry. Mu- Science and Industry. That's a great museum. Formerly the tallest building in America, mm-hmm. Willis mm-hmm. Tower. Hancock is still worth seeing. The Jelly the Bean, Bean thing. Right? Yeah. Jelly Bean. Tons of stuff. Okay. Well, it's not any of those things lately. It's this. Chicago's latest attraction is the rat hole. It all started when an unfortunate rat got stuck in the sidewalk during its construction in Chicago's Roscoe Village neighborhood years ago. Nice job, Chicago. The rat hole. The rat hole. 
That is from a YouTube channel called Now This. And credit to 16-year-old Max Vetrano for bringing this to my attention. (laughs) Good for you. Dad, Dad, you guys talk about the rat hole? No, we did not. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a rat hole. Now dozens are paying their respects to the rat, dubbed Chimley, with coins, alcohol, flowers, and, of course, cheese. Hail rat hole. (laughs) Come on. So what it is, if you haven't seen it, and just Google rat hole and it comes up. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. Tell you how popular it is. Pick your social media. It's on there. It looks like in the sidewalk, you know, the crews come in and lay concrete Mm -hmm. from time to time. And some animal got caught in there when it was drying. They call it the rat hole. Many people debate whether or not it might actually have been been a squirrel. It could have been a squirrel. If that's a rat, it's some big old rat. Not that they don't get that big in Chicago because they do have a rat problem down there. Nonetheless, so it's, it's this imprint of a rat, for lack of anything better or confirmed, in the cement, and apparently it's been there for a long time. But some guy who's well-known in Chicago, they say he's a local artist, posted about it on social media. Oh, here we go. And then it exploded, and now people are coming to visit the rat hole. (laughs) And not just visit, they're leaving stuff. All the news stations are covering it now. This is CBS2 News in the Windy City. It's kind of crazy how much this has blown up. For weeks, the impression of a rat. I heard it was a squirrel. Or some other rodent splayed on a Roscoe Village (laughs) sidewalk. I do think it's a squirrel, for sure. Has left a lasting impression. We're on a date. I've been wanting to see the rat hole for a while. (laughs) People on a date just like, yeah. Where did you have your first kiss? At the rat hole. So it's making the news, though, because neighbors are getting upset. It's gotten so out of hand. So many people are coming, and they're leaving and stuff. things, right, like right. Various tributes to the rat. There's change all over. Cheese. There's in one of the social media posts I saw, guys dumping like a, one of those little mini bottles of whiskey in there, <laughs> in the rat hole. <laughs> tribute to the rat. They've, they've come to bring their tributes. And now neighbors have even posted signs telling people like, hey, people live here. It's like townhouses right, right up yeah, on yeah. the rat hole. They say they deal with garbage, vandalism, partying, TV cameras, sorry, and more. They claim their mail carrier now skips their house to avoid crowds. We need you <laughs> all on. to chill out. Please, they write. Please stop coming. Or at the very least, shut up. It'll disappear in the next month or two, right? Like, this is this is just the latest craze fad on, on the socials before something else resurfaces. Or they also up. say there's been evidence of someone having tried to fill in the rat hole. I mean, I could get that taken care of for you in a second. <laughs> yeah, call up old Jeff Johnson over there, Johnson oh, yeah, & Sons yeah. Paving. Great idea. Boy, Jeff, it would be idea. a shame if you accidentally <laughs> truck were coming by a... Dump some hot asphalt on this thing. Nobody has to know. No, I don't want him to do that. Then he'll be public enemy number one. I don't want Jeff getting yelled at. Yeah, right. Then they'd be out in front of his place throwing cheese at him. Who knew it took a rat hole to get Chicago to come together? I am honored to be here. Bucks hit the floor again tonight. Cavaliers again tonight. Will we have a head coach calling the shots? I mean, we have interim head coach. The head coach. Yes. And is it going to be Doc for sure? It sounds like it. Brandon's got all that in sports at 745. Band of Brothers. Yes, sir. Yes. One of the best uh, miniseries ever on HBO, Band of Brothers, of course. World War II. World War II. World War II stuff. So that was uh, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. They kind of came together after they did Saving Private Ryan. Hanks has a real affinity for World War II story. Uh, He also did The Pacific. They were both in on that. 
Well, there's another one coming out. Believe it or not, another series about World War II is popping up on Apple TV Plus this weekend. It's called Masters of the Air, and it's a miniseries that is um, exploits the 100th Airmen, following them from deployment to imprisonment in the German prisoners of war camp. So the 100th Bomb Group. Uh, one of the uh, actors, Callum Turner, talks about it. This is like an area, this this group, the Bloody 100s, they call them, had like an enormously high fatality rate. Percent of these guys who went up didn't come back. They either got shot down, killed, or ended up in a POW camp. So you had a 23% chance of survival. And, uh, you know, to keep going up and, 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 and fighting in the face of adversity and stand up for evil... Uh, and then achieving what they did and winning the war. So this one will deal with a lot of pilots and airmen. Again, it's called Masters of the Air this weekend on Apple TV+. Is it just because the stories, each and every one of them are so fascinating? Yes. And, so, yeah. and, and it's a years-long war, so how many stories right. are there to tell? And just realizing how many different units yeah. and how many different people had different roles to play. I mean, the Pacific is so different than Band of Brothers. Those two series are vastly different just because two different sides of the planet. Right, as were the theaters of war. Right, yeah, very yeah, different right. uh, style of fighting, very different circumstances, you know, and probably a little something, too, for our generations of they don't make people like that anymore. There's a reason Brokaw called them the greatest generation. 739, this news report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. I'm not kidding. The door is locked. It won't <laughs> open. The handle now came off the door. Jeff Levering is up there trying to remedy the situation. Has one of those handy pocket knives with pliers and everything on it. Well, while we have the ladder here, we might as well invite everybody up <laughs> and make it a U.S. cellular visit to the booth. <laughs> Bob Euchre. I don't know if he is, but we're celebrating Uke's 90th birthday here on WTMJ on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. I was listening to a ball game on the way home from work one day. Recall the doorknob broke off the other side of the press box. They had to exit via the window on the ballpark side using a ladder. Yep. It made ESPN Top 10 Sports the next day. And that was there the it is. Yes, <laughs> You asked. We delivered. I don't know if it always works like that, but we were able to find that one for you. Bullseye! 744. We got sports with Brandon. That's next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers offseason is officially underway, and so is their search for the next defensive coordinator. ESPN's Rob Demosky on the latest in Titletown and what he thinks the team could be looking for next. You know, the, here's the thing that you have to ask. Does he want to stick with the similar scheme and just get new leadership, or does he want to, you know, sort of blow it up and try something completely different from an X's and O's standpoint? But I would assume that if you're Matt LaFleur, uh, regardless of what type of scheme you want, uh, you've got to be more aggressive. You need to get the ball back to the offense as much as possible. He's got to figure out what best fits that sort of description uh, for this defense. Damoski joining 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee this week. No names officially being linked to the Packers as of yet. From the NFL to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks will reportedly bring on Doc Rivers as the team's next head coach. This after firing Adrian Griffin after 43 games. 
ESPN's Evan Cohen on Unsportsmanlike giving credit to the Bucks for making a move midseason. It is really hard to make quick decisions. It's really hard to make swift decisions that publicly admit that you're wrong about something that costs you a lot of money. While I feel badly for Adrian Griffin and his family, I give the Milwaukee Bucks a lot of credit for actually doing something that, you know what, we got it wrong. Let's admit, we got it wrong. Let's not continue with this. I swear to you, I thought of the Philadelphia Eagles as soon as this happened yesterday. I'm like, they're going to realize what they're doing next year, that they got this wrong and they should have acted swifter, if that's a word. I actually give the Bucks credit. I, I do. Like, they made the wrong move. And they admit it, and they own it. The deal for Doc in Milwaukee is reportedly set through the 2026-2027 season. That will pay out $40 million in total. The Bucks currently with a 31-13 and 13 record. We'll have two starters in the NBA All-Star game coming up in February. Giannis and Damian Lillard have been selected to start. For Lillard, it is the first time he has been named as a starter in his career. And for Giannis, he was the top vote-getter in all of the league, a first for the two-time MVP, and also breaking LeBron's run of seven straight years as the top vote-getter. Milwaukee is set for another matchup tonight against Cleveland. Bucks shoot-around with Greg Matzik will begin right here on WTMJ starting at 6 with a tip-off set for 7 p.m. And lastly, over to college hoops, the UWM Panthers getting back into the win column on Thursday night, knocking off Detroit Mercy in Milwaukee by a final of 87-71. to Backdoor baseline, fields on a double team, goes up and hammers it down. Scott Warris on the call on 101.7 The Truth as the Panthers snap in their two-game losing streak will next host Oakland tomorrow at the Clutchy Center. Yeah, Scott's a good guy. <laughs> Can confirm. Right. Seven forty-eight. Mark Tauscher joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. All of my coaches would always say, just because someone asks you a question, doesn't mean you need to answer it their way. Innovator. One of the first times we met, Mercure and I were interviewing you and Kuhn, John Kuhn. Okay. We we're doing it at Radio City, and I have a, I knew a kid way back when named Scott Tozier, and I called you Scott twice in the interview. <laughs> and Packers Hall of Famer. It never makes any sense because I'm sure right after you guys left, I'm sure John and I were probably like. Look at that idiot. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. How many fights do you think you've seen that nobody ever knows Probably, about? Probably uh, 15, 20. Okay. Yeah. Once, a, once every two or three years. A couple on airplanes. Okay. Yeah. That was when they tried to force me to get off. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Euchre, 90 years old today, celebrating Uke's birthday through the day here on WTMJ. Tausch with us on the line. You know Uke at all, Tausch? Uh, yeah, I've I've met Bob a few times, but I, I remember the first time, I think I went down when I was playing early in my career, he did a fishing tournament down in the greater Milwaukee area, and I don't remember who who was organizing the tournament, but they said, hey, do you want to meet Uke? And I said, well, heck yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm a Brewers fan and everything else. And he was living on a boat. And I don't know if they woke him up off the boat or if he was up. He was up already, but it was kind of a weird first meeting. And then, you know, he golfed in the Lombardi Classic. So fortunately, I've been able to uh, bump into him from time to time, and you know, I, I would think one of the all-time legends in the state of Wisconsin. Did he call you Tausche or did he call you Marky? Because he throws an eye. He called me uh, Vincey. Uh, yeah, I know Vincey over here. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't think he called me Tausche. I feel very <laughs> confident about that. Anything else? I I'm not sure. I mean, you know, moving from I'm tired of this guy. <laughs> yeah, moving from playing the sport. 
to call in the games. And I know you don't, you know, you're an analyst now, Tausch, for the Badgers in the booth and stuff. We were talking with Gabe Neitzel, who does some play by play as well. Like, just how hard it is. What we appreciate so much about Uke is his ability to weave a story in and out of the game action. I mean, how difficult is that? Well, to be really good at it, I think anybody can tell a story. Is anybody interested in the story when you <laughs> deliver it in a in a entertaining way? And I think the you know the part about Bob Euchre is he he's experienced everything. You know, he's teammates with Henry Aaron. Uh, the the way that you know the Brewers struggled for time to time, and he still you can just feel his passion for calling a game. And the fact that he lo- the, that the team loves him, and but the way he can just interject a story into any uh, into any part of a game, and it's probably actually sometimes more intriguing than the actual game. That's why he's the best. Uh, that's why he's the best, and that's why everybody loves him is because he's able to figure that out and understand that people are enamored with the stuff that he has to say, and he delivers it in such a you know, Eucharistic way. All right, Taos, title games are Sunday. Ravens, Chiefs, Lions, 49ers. Who do you think will win and who do you want to win? Uh, I think the Ravens and Niners will win, and I think they're going to be relatively, as relatively easy as playoff games could be. I think both of these other teams have emptied their tanks to get to this point. Kansas City obviously going into Buffalo and winning. Uh, and I think Baltimore is the best team left. And I think Detroit, with all of their emotional capital that they've had to spend to get there, I think San Francisco played one of its worst games. They did not play well last week. And can probably they're, – they're going to be a little more rested just because they had all that time. They're not going to be as rusty. Uh, I would love to see Detroit get there. I think that's a storyline that would be really fun. But I think it's going to be San Francisco, and I think it's going to be Baltimore. And I, I spent all day on this, and tell me I'm crazy, but Jesse didn't feel this way. Wildy didn't feel this way. Some of our fans didn't. I'm still not over the fact that we're not playing this Sunday. I feel like we should be, and I'm still kind of – I'm still bummed by it. And these guys are like, get over it, man. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting over it. I, don't th- I think we should be playing at Detroit, and we should be going to the Super Bowl. That's what I feel. You know what? I, I when, it, when it hits me is usually game day, like a couple of those title games. That, yeah. Like when the Packers lost to Seattle, it was actually the next when Super Bowl day came. When it was like, like we should be here. <sighs> right. I had somebody ask me, "What? Yeah, what do you, you got plans this weekend?" I'm like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it because <laughs> I was planning to watch football this week. Not that I won't watch, but right there with you, Tausch. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think when the way the whole season played out that. I could be as disappointed as I am, and I think maybe that's part of it. And the fact that it just everything had lined itself up for us to be playing Sunday, and the fact that we're not, San Francisco earned it. They went out and got it. But, man, it just feels like such a missed opportunity. And I think after Sunday I'll probably move on. I'll be able to take that advice that those guys gave, but I'm not going to until then. I'm going to let it fester a little bit. It's Hollywood and Top Gun. Could have had it, man. Hey, man, could have had it. <laughs> Thanks, Tosh. Have a great weekend. <laughs> it is a deep yeah. cut. Well you done, too. though. Oh,